Now, people aren't one-dimensional. There's more to them than just flesh and blood. Hello, all, and welcome to another episode of the Win and In podcast, episode 32. I am your host, Eric Dauernheim. No Gabe today, but we do have a special guest today. We have Kiki. You might know as Kiki Shadow of Solana. You might know from the Rainbow Foil Discord, or you might even know from the Rainbow uh, or the Rainbow Pitch League, right? Am I mm-hmm. saying that? The right? Rainbow Pitch okay. League, yeah. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, there's just been a lot going on regarding the league and stuff. Um, so I've been pretty busy the last couple months, but uh, oh yeah, I'm awake and I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that league is in full swing right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's been exciting. It's been like the content between content, you know, like yeah. you get to see what matches are going on. I know a few people in there, so it's kind of cool to like oh. root for uh, like Ellie and Arya. So it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, we have a lot to get into with this episode. Uh, we'll obviously go more into that a little later on, but we'll mm-hmm. first talk about what just happened this last weekend. And that is calling Birmingham our first calling of this new set, this new meta. Yeah. Um, and a, uh, a returning hero once again taking the victory with Icelander. Mm-hmm. Just back to back to back wins with Icelander at this point. It's, um, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, no, the deck's been really good from like what I can see. Like it's been really efficient at stopping all these sort of mid range sort of decks, um, mm-hmm. and being just kind of disruptive enough to kind of get over. Uh, like all these other aggressive classes, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frostbite time hit. because yeah, they definitely do. I mean, the fact that we this top eight was so cool mm-hmm. because we're seeing we saw two new heroes enter it, two old heroes coming back up is uh, Katsu and Azalea. So that mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah. But also extremely interesting is no. Dromai, and even more interesting, no Lexi in this yeah. top eight. Yeah. The two decks people kind of expected to be the most popular and like the most powerful decks in the format. We even saw that kind of in the numbers going into the Swiss portion of the event where they were the True. two most represented. Um, and Azalea especially for me is very surprising considering how much people are putting weight into Warmonger's uh, uh, can't remember the name. That? Starts with the D. <laughs> yeah, everyone says Warmongers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Warmongers <laughs> Diplomacy, with that card being like especially good into Azalea, like I just did not expect that hero to do anything at all this weekend, but very here we true, are in the top actually. eight. Yeah, yeah, very true. And all credit too. Let me, I, I actually have the name pulled up here. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say that last name, but Stefano uh, running the, the Azalea. So all credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Stefano there. Uh, we got to see Uzuri's back up. Um, but another big thing on this top eight is three Bravos. Yeah. So, the Guardian's back. Yeah. The new card, Starstruck, has just been super impressive. Like, within my own testing and seeing it happen in real time at the calling. Like, that card has been so good. It's functionally like another Spinal Crush against most other classes. But one that hits for ten instead of nine and pitches for slightly more resources. Sure. It's Kind of just more of what Bravo wants and kind of what Bravo needs to be that disruptive, powerful, almost aggro class that it is now. Meanwhile, still having the massive defensive capabilities with the unity on that card um, to just kind of block out as we kind of saw in the finals as well. 
Yeah, a lot of... Uh, Sorry, semi-finals. I Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the finals was a little bit different. Uh, but I think you, you nailed it on the head perfectly. Like Bravo has just very well that just comes in really big and super disruptive with his crush ability. But then, yeah, he could just still play his defensive role that he's so good at doing. Um, yeah. Pablo Pintor in the finals against uh, Samuel Braben. Mm-hmm. Um, Pablo on uh bravo so we're, i think what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of oldham players shift into bravo it's a pretty easy shift honestly <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah bravo has really uh, found his stride in this calling particularly yeah definitely one of the classes i expect to see more of going into national season as well um yeah that and icelander but um the callings do kind of have an effect on what heroes people tend to start seeing and playing it is very true. I think the the battle horns were great to kind of get like that early meta presence, but uh, truly, I believe that this calling here is going to really set uh, the precedent on mm-hmm. uh, what to expect for the national season, which is right around the corner, like less than yeah. a month at this point. Um, yeah, super <laughs> exciting. Yeah, are are you playing in nationals? Uh, yes, I qualified through a roach national, so very convenient i haven't been able to play very much this year at all so qualifying through that is great um unfortunately the new dash support won't arrive in time i think so true (laughs) yeah and that's perfect too that's our perfect transition right there let's get into that (laughs) because that is the big news they're calling big news for sure Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. this is huge um yeah Bright, hey, hey, this is the perfect podcast to come on. <laughs> this is the perfect <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, bright lights. We're going to metrics for the first time. It's mm-hmm. gonna be. It's gonna be all mechanologists set. That has never been done before, and that's what. That's insane. It seems like such a different set. Like they talked about how sealed is a four pack format rather than six, yeah. um, which obviously is much more achievable when there's only one class to kind of work with. <laughs> right. um, but also, like, the... I can't remember the term they used now, but the spot where, like, the cold foils would go can now have, like, right. different cards in it. Like, you can now get non-foil versions of, like... Well, you could always get a non-foil version of a tunic, but, you know, you could get more tunics and maybe some other exciting things. Um, but, yeah, and then just a whole different style of play for Mechanologist as well. These equipments that don't block for anything, but you can upgrade... Like, I feel like that's kind of flavor Mechanologist has been missing so far. Like, this idea of upgrading you, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it feels like, like, Mechanologist has been, like, um, infamous for having the least amount of cards in the card pool. Mm-hmm. And I almost wonder how, like, much this was in the works because of this whole whole set being mechanologist so now you gotta imagine that mechanologist just doubles its card pool size mm-hmm. um and but like like you said there's an opportunity to get non-mechanologist card and the big one being the tunic so we get mm-hmm. the tunic reprint here too yeah. um yeah but uh i think one of the big big ones that i'm i'm the most excited about the tunic i'm actually i got really excited about i own the tunic so i'm good mm-hmm. but like the more tunes they are after the more players can come yeah. in that's really cool but the most the thing i'm most excited about is this teclo boston guy like, <laughs> yeah. i am so stoked this this kind of i'm a, a control player mm-hmm. um so this kind of in light you know like attracts me a little bit 
uh, from a mechanologist control standpoint. I wonder if that's what this could be. I don't have to play yeah. Tree Frog to Ash. Maybe I could play this uh, this new guy and like get good equipment. Yeah, so like his deck suggests to me that he's going to have a lot of blue resources. His ability costs three. The uh, modification they showed costs four and pitches for blue. So and like yeah. his tank attack is like six cost for six, which is like yeah. pretty below rate, but obviously it gets a lot better the more kind of stuff you have on the field. Um, but yeah, this feels very like high resource requirements control style deck, um, almost like old school Bravos. Um, and of course, all the mechanologist cards block for three unless they're items as well. So yeah, no, I think like a control list is probably like the first kind of variant we'll see of the Teclo Boston character. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's that's pretty pretty accurate. I'm excited for it. Definitely am. Um, I'm curious about some of these other cards, like the Evo Steel Soul Memory has mm -hmm. a barcode on it. So yeah, I, I that. suspect that might be hiding some text underneath it. I think so. I think you're I think you're on to something there. Um, I wonder if it's solvable though. Like I wonder if you could like scan it with a scanner kind of thing and figure out what it is. But it goes across multiple lines, so maybe not. But <laughs> it would know. be the kind of thing, or if it like leads to some binary code where you can then figure it out from there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. LSS does a pretty good job of doing a little stuff like that, so I wouldn't be too surprised. Um, <laughs> seems like we're gonna get a new dash. Uh, mm -hmm. Dash. That's what excites me the most. I oh, quite yeah. like the hero. Um, okay. <laughs> been playing her since Arcan Rising, so big fan. Right. <laughs> um, but she clearly like kind of gets more sleek. Like her aesthetic moves a bit away from like the steampunk kind of aesthetic we have going on there True. to something a bit more cyberpunky. So like whether like I don't know how they're going to represent that. If she's still going to have like the same sort of mechanics, I presume she's still going to play around with items and like if the other thing I'm really asking myself or wondering about is whether like this new hero ability is going to be more powerful than just starting the game with an induction chamber in play. <laughs> yes, that is that is definitely the question mark for sure. Um, and I almost wonder, like, it's definitely going to have a new hero ability. We're not, we're not doing an item as well. There's no way. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, who knows? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're, we're supposed to get 30 new items. There's supposed to be a new crank mechanic. Mm -hmm. So I gotta imagine that's where she's gonna be, like, drifting yeah. towards. Yeah. Um, so, oh, and then the other thing is, I don't, you're, you like Dash. You've been playing mm -hmm. Dash a minute or two. Uh, Just a bit. What do you, what do you think of that weapon? Uh, which weapon, sorry? The weapon that she's, so we don't know. Oh, right, yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah. I was trying yeah. to think of a card. Um, yeah, well, it maybe could be a new pistol. Um. In which case, the old items will get more powerful because they specifically require a pistol. Conversely, it might not be a pistol on the basis they kind of want to move away from induction chamber control style, maybe. Or induction chamber aggro decks, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. One thing to note is that she's holding in one hand. Um, yeah. Not to yeah, say that it's one... necessarily going to be one-handed. Like, we see right. Prism, for example, holding Luminaris, which isn't one-handed, but she holds it in one hand. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's a chance. There's a possibility. That this could be a one-handed item, and maybe we get an offhand, but uh, 
that's purely speculation at this point. <laughs> yeah, or two. Yeah. And that could be one of the ways to get around maybe having multiple induction chambers is by having the ability to have two weapons rather than one weapon and a repeatable source of attacking. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah. fun. I'm excited. This this looks mm-hmm. so much cool. Like, I I wasn't sure how to feel about it because I'm like, man, of all mechanologists set, like, like, you know, unless yeah. like I'm super invested in mechanologists, am I really going to want this? And then I just kept reading and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So super, super exciting. Um, so back to the note of nationals, because I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, mm-hmm. are, do you plan to play uh, Dash or is another hero you're you're looking at? Um, so Dash is the hero that I've played at every national so far. So in New Zealand, we've had three of them so far, this being our fourth one. Um, so there's probably a high likelihood, but I have been playing other decks in the meantime, just to kind of learn how they play and also try to figure them out. So I've been playing a bit of Lexi, a bit of Prism. Uh, my teammates have been playing Levia, so I can kind of learn secondhand from them by that. Um, but with a month to go, I do kind of have to pick one of these before we get into it. (laughs) Um, so... Dash is probably the way I'm going to go. Um, and now I can hear like New Zealand making their sideboard notes for it already because there's not that many <laughs> Dash players here anymore. Like, I guess Matt Rogers played Dash recently. Yeah, he played at Dash the calling. at the calling. Yeah. So, he did day two of it too. Yeah. So, there's a non zero chance I won't be the only one on the hero, but um, I don't expect it to be high in numbers, but I'll probably end up on it just because I feel so comfortable with the deck at this point. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I can't play Lexi to save my life, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I I had my Lexi phase, and, um, you know, we've broken up. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not working. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fair. Fair and valid. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know how to draw three of a kind and rain razors in the same turn, apparently. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come naturally to, to some people. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. Um on so on the dash note, um, we had Max Ferocity on last week, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Another renowned dash player, very much so. Um, yeah. She said that you know she was feeling like just stoked for Blitz. You know, she she took the super armory down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you feeling for Blitz with Dash? Um, so I ended up playing Dash at Worlds as well for Blitz. Uh, it's probably the most like i don't play blitz very often but when i do it's usually dash um it's just such a powerful aggressive deck and like it's weird that talishar is like the preferred weapon if you're not going with this induction chamber pistol plan that's true (laughs) and with this new change they made in skirmish season and maybe in the future where you can actually have multiple kind of sideboard plans not just equipment um i think that favors dash a lot more like you can now play the defense reactions if you want to play the pistol and have them in your sideboard you can sideboard out of the chamber if you're going to go into the talishar aggro plan so you don't have this awkward non-block red card um so i think dash based on like my teammates who do play a lot of blitz like i think it is one of the top decks in the format right now and you can kind of just go over the top of most decks but it's still a mechanologist deck and like the ceiling isn't as high as others so for example like a friend of mine got beaten by a ninja who just 
out of ward twice and had a massive turn going second, or two massive turns going second, and there's not really much you can do about that as Mechanologist. Um, you're still hindered by the fact that the majority of your deck does have to be Mechanologist cards, and a lot of them are pretty vanilla outside of Go again. Yeah, so. that is true. That is the unfortunate part. But mm-hmm. she is one of the few heroes that's, you know, puts Kano uh, in a quaking state, so yeah. that part feels pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking at the, because there's a Battle Harden in Birmingham as well, um, mm-hmm. that was Blitz, and I'm looking at the top eight, and it's looking just as diverse. No dashes, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, there's Ira, Kano, Chain, uh, Kasai, Fi, which I didn't even think was a thing in Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Briar and Reinar. So uh, only Kano repeating there. Ira taking the whole thing, which you know maybe that's the drone brutality. I don't know. I'm kind of curious <laughs> to see what this list is too. But it's it's a good like I don't know. I like the more open metas. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm I'm stoked with this. This is looking really nice. It's very cool to have seven different heroes. It was seven, right? So only one repeat. Seven different heroes. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What I I haven't actually seen it myself, but what I noticed about that top eight is that most of those classes have high roll potential, which is kind of the blitz format and what you yes. kind of need to do. It's such a low life total, like you need to be able to apply pressure very quickly. Um, <clears throat> it's funny because Ira taking it out, Ira's arguably the least high rolly of those decks. Like it's the most <laughs> yeah. consistent. Um, you're going one, two, six, or one, seven. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I really like that deck as well. Like that's my favorite blitz deck and the one i was playing because drone of brutality wasn't legal at worlds so i switched to dash but um <clears throat> yeah no that's really cool that there were so many different heroes there and um yeah, yeah. a lot of variety and it is kano's best format like the format kano's best in so it makes sense to have two of them there yeah um it was he wasn't even in the final of kano i mean two of them semifinal but the two made it you know past the first mm-hmm. round but uh the finals was a uh, iron versus Brian, so Cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, yeah. All right. So yeah, that's uh the the big news of this this uh weekend and Monday here. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is huge news. Uh but yeah, that's uh let's get to talking more about the what's going on, what is continually going on, um, which is the Rainbow Pitch League. Uh that has been trucking for a little while now. And like I said, it's been very nice because it's something that you can enjoy like between the battle horns, between the coins. You can yeah. kind of see the the progress, and uh, we're seeing you know uh, like like I said, I I know Arya. I now know Ellie. I met I got to meet Ellie this last weekend. Oh cool! Um, yeah, yeah. I went down to Texas to see the folks, <laughs> and there Ellie was, and I finally got to to meet him. So it was a great experience. Um, and yeah, so now I got a few more people to root for there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I was just kind of curious on what brought that out. What what kind of <clears throat> developed that that league? Um, so it kind of started long ago, maybe over a year ago, when I was introduced to Melody. Um, okay, we were kind of, I kind of, how do I put it? Not quite introduced her to the game, but like I was one of the first people she met through the game, like purely through cool. the game. And early on in our friendship, we kind of noticed, like, hey, like, there's a bunch of people in the minority, kind of, in our game, whether they be, like, queer folk, uh, trans folk, woman, 
like yeah who are and like these groups are minorities in our games or in tcg cultures in general like they're more minorities um so we tried to find ways to kind of like uplift and inspire them bring them together etc um so that's when melody and elaine started pitch perfect as like a podcast and a discord community and then i started rainbow foils as a discord community um and sometime last year around the world we kind of started offhandedly suggesting like hey like what if we run like a tournament kind of thing for these people like you know for our communities we put them together to like support each other there's definitely a lot of crossover between our communities as well um so we kind of figured it'd be like a kind of fun idea to kind of do it um and we didn't think it'd be that big we kind of just joked about it and then we just kept on like saying it in conversations with each other um until eventually we're like why don't we just actually do it (laughs) now in terms of like experience with this i manage a game store in new zealand so i have a little bit of experience with like running tournaments but i had no clue looking back at it like what it took to actually start an event from scratch to an online much larger scale um so that's a bit of a challenge but it was really cool though like we just we kept on like meeting up every friday um or almost every Friday, trying to figure out what we needed to do. So we're like, we need to figure out sponsors, how that's going to work. We're going to need to figure out players, round time, how much time should we give them, what kind of length of time per round do we kind of expect people to play. Functionally, this league is one tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, this was just a six-round, top-eight-cut tournament. But due to the nature of this being online and people having to actually meet up across time zones and such... Like, it's been one week per round. You have one week to play your game. So this experience has been over two months now, and it's been delayed. We initially planned to start doing it on February. Right. And we ended up starting in June. (laughs) Um, There's (laughs) a lot more stuff that we realized we needed to do. And, like, we just, like, drop little hints every now and then. um, Just to kind of tease or, like, kind of get it into people's minds slowly. But functionally, yeah. It's just like a six round top eight tournament filled with people from the woman community and other how do I put this? Like gender non conforming community, I guess. Like Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't know anything about it um until uh I, I knew someone who was a part of the Rainbow Foil Discord. Um mm-hmm. uh, Claire, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I don't know how many Claire's <laughs> are in there. So, <laughs> um, but uh, through Claire, I found out that this Rainbow uh, League was going on. And mm-hmm. after that, I just was starting to get a little bit more invested. Um, and then y'all did a great job because y'all got the sponsors. There's mm-hmm. it's a website you can look. There's tons of sponsors. Um, yeah. You know, of course, you got some recognizable names. You got Yuki Leap in there and there, so that's mm-hmm. kind of cool, you know. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, you, you know, you're in there. You got the 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 uh, Rainbow Pitch podcast in there. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. I it's it was yeah, it was kind of cool to like see something that was happening, um, but it wasn't it wasn't like Realms Games, you know, where it was like you know in your like you know, hey, this is going on and whatnot. Um, it was something that was kind of like, oh, this is kind of like just kind of something nice to just kind of have in the background sort of deal. 
Um, yeah. It's been cool. It's been really cool. Yeah. A lot of our, like, advertising, I guess, for this event has been, like, pretty targeted. Like, but a lot of it was, like... It makes sense. <laughs> word of mouth um, to people, especially for, like, the sign-up period. Um, and then, of course, we did, like, make a Twitter account and stuff. But uh, for the most part, we've kind of avoided putting it too out there, I guess. But we still want to be noticed. Like, one of our key things is to shine a spotlight on the people in our community that you might not have heard of before and not might have seen in events. <clears throat> so it's really cool. One of our top eight participants has never top eighted an event before. That's awesome. Or at least like at a bigger like kind of event past weekly armories kind of thing. So like I'm really proud of her for like A getting this top eight against a pretty strong field. Like oh, yeah. we have people like Yuki who's like an inaugural national champion. We have people like Mara who is a finalist at a pro tour. We yeah, even I have Mara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we have Sable from Australia, who was top eight in callings in Singapore as well. Like, there, and it's lost for words. There's just <laughs> so many fantastic players in here, and we're seeing these people that no one's heard of in our community because they just haven't had the opportunities, and we're providing them the opportunity to be a bit more out there in flesh and blood. And that's like, that was one of the goals I wanted with this event, is to kind of inspire more people. Like, it's kind of funny. Awesome. So, <laughs> um, years ago now, 2021, I was in the calling. Okay. And I finished second against Matt Rogers um, in the calling. Um, oh, and man. I, yeah, I mean, I can't be <laughs> mad at that, right? Pretty good. <laughs> um, and during that event, I had kind of this nail polish on and the colors of like the non-binary flag and remember that yeah nails and the colors of like the trans flag and it was very cool and i kind of offhandedly did it before the event being like what if they show me on camera and then i didn't expect to do that well obviously um but after that i kind of got reached out to by a whole bunch of people being like hey it's really cool that you're representing our community like i've never seen anyone do well at this event kind of thing and like i just want to thank you for representing us and, like, that made me feel really cool because, like, I love attention. But also, like, <laughs> it made me feel really happy for the community that they had yeah. somebody to kind of look up to at that time. So kind of my goal in Flesh Blood since has been to try to uplift more people to be in that position so they can reach out to more people or more people can reach out to them kind of thing. Um, so that's why I wanted this league personally, you know, just to kind of bring more people up to the forefront. That's a, that's a that's a good like that's a that's a heartwarming story that's a good one i like that that's a that's really awesome i mean how many how many people did you end up getting in the league okay so there's a bit of a story with this one as well when, oh okay let's hear it <laughs> <laughs> when elaine and i and i think melody was asleep at the time okay but when we were first talking about it we're like maybe we'll get like 30 people like 30 seems like a good number and i was like well 30 is close to 32 and if we get 34, we'll need a sixth round, which means the cap should be 64 people. But there's no way we're going to reach 64. That'll be, you know, that's just how much we need to officially put down as our cap is 64. So we put 64 people down and we're like, okay, cool. Two week registration process. We're good. Within four days, we hit cap. And we're <laughs> like, ah, oh, okay. So, you know, we do loosely have plans to do this again in the future. Um, and I suspect the cap will be more than 64 this time. Cool. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm very curious on how how big that tournament can actually uh, yeah. get. Like now, you know, like you said, it's not like the easiest thing to run a tournament that goes through so many time zones online. So mm-hmm. maybe if maybe that 64 cap was needed just to kind of <laughs> you know have a little bit of a break for the first time, but um, it's it's been exciting and um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. I would I be all about getting another mm-hmm. one um, and seeing where that one goes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're getting a bit more of an idea of like how to present our league and how to do more content for it. So like people can actually view it more. So we kind of started with video content from week th- three onwards, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when I was able to start watching some here and there. So yeah, yeah that was nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so that's been going on, um, and we're in the top eights now. Um, mm-hmm. who, who, who's our favorite? What do, what do we think of here? <laughs> so we're actually in top four. Um, but right. Okay, okay. We haven't announced that yet on the basis that we still have two more games that we need to produce and kind of okay. put out into the world before we announce it. Because I don't really want to spoil any results for anyone. Fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. But... Uh, Yuki and I actually did commentary for one of the games yesterday, which I think I actually put that up last night. Um, but I just got a result in for one of the top four games as well. So I sneakily know who's going into the finals or one of the participants in the finals. That's cool. But uh, yeah, no, uh, going into the event, I don't want to say I had my biases, but like I definitely <laughs> had Yuki making it into at least top eight. So right. I also thought Mara was going to top eight, but then they ended up playing in the winner then, and it kind Nine. of. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, you know i guess uh you can't have everything but no. uh but no regardless like that was a good run anyways um mm-hmm. no I, I yeah this is it's a it's a fun thing to watch for sure um so you're talking about possibly getting like a um a like different uh or like trying to like um bring it out to more attention um mm-hmm. like would that be with like youtube or or what what was your your thoughts there as as far as like um being more accessible to it to like view and maybe even just to like um more accessible to to join as well Mm -hmm. well in terms of like getting our content more consistent and getting it more out there um one of the discussions that i've had with elaine and melody is how can we like maybe integrate our twitter account more into our website so that way you don't have to be a Twitter user to see all the updates that we kind of have, if that's the kind of thing you're interested in. Um, we haven't really Makes explored sense. using like Facebook or Instagram as a sort of medium to put out our content at the moment. Um, fair. I do want, I, actually, I know there is a good Facebook scene, so I, that might actually help. I don't know about Instagram, yeah. though. That's <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen much fab on Instagram. I don't use it very often, but I haven't seen much fab there. Um, there is a pretty big group on Facebook that uses it. Um, they're incidentally also the most critical. So, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the for me personally, it's the group I've had the most arguments with um, regarding like woman spaces and queer spaces in Flesh and Blood. The kind of thing where people will be like are these spaces needed are people safe and then like next post down you'll see something like quite obviously sexist and you're like well yes um but yeah so that's why we've kind of generally leaned towards twitter as our main social media platform for this event 
but we do want to put more of a focus on our website just to make things kind of more cleanly all there for those that don't want to use Twitter or who just want to see everything at once. Um, we have ideas like putting a Twitter widget there and linking our YouTube video games there and stuff. Cool. So. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good looking website too. Um, mm -hmm. So you definitely got the works for it there. Um, and yeah. we will definitely have a link to that website for anyone <laughs> listening uh, or and watching. You can go check that out. I'd, I'd recommend it. It's it's nice. It's fun. It's it's good. It's the commentary is great too. I like. Thank that. you. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought thought y'all did a great job there. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I congrats to that. I, I I'm like was blown away whenever I first heard about it. Um, and I was like, wait, there's like a tournament going on. And yeah, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, this is perfect. And just like watch, get some like Briar text when Briar wasn't even like playing or like yeah. wasn't like a part of the meta. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. Finally, I can get to see some Briar decks here. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then I just want to talk just a little bit about the, the Discord that you have, the Rainbow mm -hmm. Foil Discord. Um, you mentioned it earlier, you know, making it uh, for a, a place for those uh, less represented groups because um, you're absolutely right the tcg uh you know it is definitely a like male dominant group there is females that play there is transgender people that play there's not binary, but it is predominantly male um mm -hmm. and so i i totally agree having that is great i my uh, my wife plays and mm -hmm. you know some game stores we go to because it's great some game stores we don't because you know yeah the reality is there so i think it's it is a needed space uh i think you know if you ever question that just you know take someone you or ask someone you know that is you know one of those minority groups and see what they say before judging it yourself um but yeah, if you could just, you know, give us a, a little bit of, of a, almost like a sales pitch, not really a sales <laughs> pitch, but, um, you know, tell us a little bit about the Rainbow Foil Discord. Okay. So the Rainbow Foil Discord is an 18 plus uh, queer server, um, mainly focused around flesh and blood, but we do have various channels as well for other interests and topics because, you know, people aren't one dimensional. There's more to them than just flesh and blood. <laughs> Um, so, you know, you can talk about, I don't know, um, a lot of queer folk will draw inspiration from their aesthetic, for example, right? Right. Like, yeah. especially for, like, gender non-conforming people, like, how they present, like, visually with their clothes and such is a big a part of their identity with who they are, making them feel more comfortable. So we have like a channel for kind of affirmation with that, where people can post pictures of themselves and people can That's be like, cool. hey, you know, I really like your dress. I really like your button up shirt. I love your makeup, so on and so forth. And like also maybe, you know, they might want to ask for advice or whatever in that channel. Um, we have channels where people can just talk about issues they have, whether it be related to being queer or just in general, like, you know, maybe their boss is being a horrible person that day. Um, but just kind of a way to channel if you need sort of guidance or help or whatever. There, people can post pictures of their pets, obviously, their food, <laughs> TV shows they're watching, games they're playing. And then we do have, like, four channels for Flesh and Blood, as well as, like, gaming tables where people can kind of meet up and play on Talishar or through webcam games or whatever and use those tables as a voice channel. Um, but yeah, the community is fairly big, I think. I don't know. I haven't advertised it for a while because of the league at the time, but 
makes sense. I think we're at, I want to say, 130-ish people in there at the moment. That's, that's a good number. That's pretty big. Yeah, 130-ish. I think 168 officially. Um, but yeah, no, it was just kind of a cool way to meet people that have similar experiences to you. Like, a lot of Flesh and Blood is about creating experiences, playing playing games in the Flesh and Blood, so to speak. Um, so this is the kind of way that we can kind of all feel connected and share these experiences. Like, like you mentioned with you and your wife, there's some game stores you won't go to because x y and z right and that's like an experience that she'll have because like and maybe you as well because that space makes you uncomfortable with how they treat y'all and it's kind of hard to bring that experience especially if you live in a smaller town with maybe only one game store or two game stores and if you're in a minority community it's hard to reach out and talk to other people about it so that's why this discord channel exists is just a share these experiences and bring people together. And I've made a lot of good friends through this discord as well. I can imagine. Yeah. It's it's coming from a great place. So yeah, I imagine good friends Mm -hmm. come out of that. Um, No, that's, that's perfect. I think, I think you've done a wonderful job with it. Thank Um, you. Yeah. And just, so it's a invite only uh, Mm -hmm. discord, right? Uh, Yeah. So how would, uh, person go about if like let's say someone's listening like that sounds awesome Mm -hmm. how would how would the person go about finding this discord so the main way people find this discord is by messaging me through twitter which is at kiki underscore la 93 um so it's my first name underscore first two letters of my last name and then 93 um we'll have that as well in the link yeah But the reason why we kind of do that is we kind of don't want people entering the Discord if they have malicious intent, if they're trying to, like, sneak in or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, admittedly, when you message me asking for interest, I will kind of vet your Twitter profile. (laughs) And just (laughs) kind of (laughs) make sure that, you know, I don't think you're kind of a threat kind of thing to us or whatever. Like, because the last thing I want to do, and one of the biggest concerns I had making this Discord was outing people that aren't ready like there are people that are still closeted that want to learn and grow and be a part of this community but within like say their lgs or whatever they're still not completely out yet and we want to inspire them and maybe they'll eventually come out if they don't want to that's also fine but the important thing is we don't want to put them in a position where people suddenly know and they weren't ready to tell people that's that's very thoughtful. I see. I didn't even think of that, so I wouldn't be good at making discords at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's really cool. I I think that is. Um, I think that's necessary. It's you've created mm-hmm. a safe place, and so making it or ensuring that it's safe. I think you you do the measures you have to. Um, yeah. And I, I I guarantee everyone that's a part of that Discord appreciates it. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say that I greatly, I, this is our first time meeting, so mm-hmm. first off, yeah. <laughs> huge thanks to even just uh, consider being on the podcast, and the fact that we got this going was awesome, um, and I am stoked to get to know you, because you're you're a wonderful person, I'm, I'm very you. happy to, to finally see Kiki, the person behind the Rainbow Pitch, Yeah, we are going to, uh, the league, that is, we are going to eventually uh, try to get uh, the other two on the podcast as well. So Elena that's, Melody, that's, yeah, yep, yeah, that's a goal of ours. So um, we're we're working our way up, but we appreciate yeah. you coming in on this one. Um, 
I, that's about all my questions. Is there anything you'd like to, to uh, talk about or um, anything that happened or anything? I guess the most important thing in my life right now in regards to Flesh and Blood is this league that's happening. So uh, check us out on the Pitch Perfect Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we have all of our recorded games up there. And, you know, you can also watch some podcasts with Elaine and Melody there as well. Um, but, yeah, I have... Nothing really else to shout out at the moment. Join the rainbow, uh, PM me, hit me up for the rainbow foils. <laughs> yep. Discord, if that's your kind of vibe, if that's what you need in life. Um, yeah. Perfect. Well, I also, I'm excited it. for Dash. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, bright lights. Bright lights, Dash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you once again for being on. Thank you for all who listened. I greatly appreciate it. Um, and yeah, until the next time. Keep on batting.